Michael Bidwell has checked the boxes. Arizona Cardinals 2.0 is here. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's an exciting day here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And if you want, wherever you get your podcast, leave a review. Tell me how much you love me. Sweet. That'd be cool also. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Gannon is officially the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Monty Allisonfort is officially the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. And Michael Bidwell officially has ushered in Arizona Cardinals 2.0. And we didn't really know if it was going to happen. <laughs> we didn't really know how wide the net would truly be cast that Michael Bidwell said he was going to cast. But as of now, Thursday, February 16th, 2023, this is the new age of the Arizona Cardinals. No more Steve Kime, no more Cliff Kingsbury, and hopefully ushering in stability, culture shift, trajectory shift, and winning. That's what all of this is setting up for, you'd hope. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on today to get started. I'm going to talk about my takeaways from the press conference of Jonathan Gannon. I'm going to give a where are we now for the Arizona Cardinals as a whole. And I'm really just going to have a little perspective and give a little perspective on what the last 18 months has looked like. It's been a slog. It's been tough. And it's going to hopefully make those who remain Arizona Cardinals, whether it be players or in the coaching staff, stronger, resilient, and appreciate what's to come because it's been a tough road. Now, Michael Bidwell has gotten a lot of flack, and rightfully so. He employed and retained both Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury maybe longer than he should have, but that's in the past. What he promised was different. What he set out to do, which he's now achieved, is higher outside of the organization. Now, I know that Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris got looks of uh, Vance Joseph, got an interview uh, to be head coach of the Cardinals, but it seemed pretty quickly and early on that they, he was going to hire outside the organization, usher in a new regime with winning background and also scouting background. Monty Osifort is, is known for his scouting. He was assistant GM, but he was, he was a scout in many different aspects throughout his tenure, not only with New England, elsewhere, Tennessee. But Jonathan Gannon was a scout for a couple of years before moving up the ranks. Michael Bidwell knew what the problem was. Player, talent, acknowledgement, drafting, and development. And those are three pillars that we think moving forward are going to be strengths of the Cardinals, at least compared to what it's been. And the Cardinals need a lot of player development, not only physically, schematically, but mentally. 
And I think with the tandem of Monty Ossiford and, and, and Jonathan Gannon, they're going to be in a good spot. Now, this is the last time I will say this. I will not bring it up again. The reason why I thought Lou Anarumo was the right choice was because of what he's done as DC over the last couple of years. And I didn't backtrack. I qualified in saying that the hire of Jonathan Gannon was a huge step forward from what it's been. So it's really going to come down to which of these first-year head coaches are going to pop. All of them could. Shane Steichen could. D'Amico Ryans will, I think. And Jonathan Gannon could. All of them could. But what the Cardinals need to avoid is the Rod Chaninskis, the one-and-done Freddie Kitchens. Both of those were Cleveland Browns coaches, uh, uh, you know, coincidentally. Can't have a miss because the worst situation in football is a talented roster with a less than talented coaching staff. And I feel like, especially after the press conference today, that I'll go more in depth into next. The Cardinals are in a better position than they've been in in a long time. I talked a lot about how important Dan Campbell and Robert Sala was for their respective organizations to usher in a different culture, to usher in a different and substantiated and strong foundationalized starting point to pivot away from what it's been. Now, I know the Jets made a couple AFC Championship games years back. The Lions have been terrible forever. They've been in dysfunction forever. But even though the Lions didn't make the playoffs this year, what Dan Campbell has done there is masterful. Is he the best head coach? Probably not. Does he go for it on fourth down too much? A hundred percent. But Dan Campbell has ushered in a different trajectory to that organization. He's ushered in a different front to that organization. And it's night and day from what it was, regardless of who the head coach was in the past. Matt Patricia, a little different. And Matt Patricia had far higher accolades as a, as a coordinator than Dan Campbell did. And look at what it is. It's different. The leader of that team is the head coach. And although players are leaders also, and they are the head coaches on the field, the head coach should be the leader of the team. That's their job. They're the GM on the field. That's their job. And Jonathan Gannon came in. He won the press conference. And I've gotten flagged. How, how could he lose the press conference? Look at the Steve Wilkes press conference. Look at the Cliff Kingsbury press conference. Cliff Kingsbury pretty much just deferred. Well, Steve Kime going to take care of that. Steve Kime will blah, blah, blah. This is Jonathan Gannon's team already. Kyler Murray, Zach Ertz, James Conner, et cetera, showed up to the press conference. That's not good, bad, and different. They were sitting in the front row off to the right. And you know what? The new Arizona Cardinals is here. Is it going to work? We'll see. Should it? The Cardinals are in a better spot right now than they have been in the last four years, in my opinion. Band-Aid ripped off. New regime in. Nothing but possibilities. And to quote Justin Long, from the, what should have been, Oscar-winning movie Accepted. When he was talking to the board about 
uh, South Harmon Institute of Technology, looking back to his parents saying, isn't that all you want for us is possibilities? End quote. Scene. That's all you want from the Arizona Cardinals is the ability to have the possibility to be great. And the restrictor plate has been removed. And you look at this roster, say, oh, yeah. Like, aren't you looking at this roster in a completely different way now? Even though it's in transition, there are going to be pieces that are going to be added, they're going to be removed, that are going to be drafted, they're going to be extended, that are not going to be extended. Byron Murphy, Zach Allen. But don't you look at this roster differently like, oh, this roster is pretty good. (laughs) Right? Isn't that a thing? All in all, I wanted to take this nine minutes to commend Michael Bidwell for doing the exact opposite of what he's done up until this point. And all that's done is yield the potential that hasn't been possible up until this point. Giddy up. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. What were my takeaways from Jonathan Gannon specifically from what he said, his demeanor, things like that? I will talk about that next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day, first built bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta try Built Bar. We go through the holidays and you know you eat a lot of red velvet cake, me specifically. Okay, eat a lot of RVC and you put on the pounds because of it. If you want something sweet and you don't want to have cake like I ate a lot of, Built Bar is the way to go 100% real chocolate, all of them are covered in it. They've got amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Bilt Bar does it, but the macros are insane, okay? 130 calories, four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to go, remember how we used to talk about, go to built.com, go to built.com and get them online. And then you wait a few days, they're at your doorstep. Now you don't have to wait. Walmart, Sam's Club, you go to Walmart, walk into the pharmacy section, you can get a four bar box. Cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. Thank me later, man. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Jonathan Gannon, the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. a massive step forward in positioning for the Arizona Cardinals for the future. I sat down, thanked his family, you know, thank like, you know, Bidwell, thanked his family, thanked the Eagles. And then he got into some of the punchiest quotable things. And if you haven't Go to, go to, you know, go to Twitter and, and search, you know, Arizona Cardinals. And you can watch the whole thing. There were a couple that stood out. Um, one was, and I'm paraphrasing here because it's not, it wasn't one specific thing that he said, but in the topic of Kyler Murray, we are going to build an offense centralized around the strengths of Kyler Murray. And say, well, you know, Cliff said that and the kind of thing. Cliff had an offense that... Kyler Murray never ran with Cliff calling the plays and it was just supposed to work. And by definition, it was supposed to like, I don't know. And this isn't like a blame pie thing whatsoever. It just didn't to the level and to the length of time that we would have liked. But 
Jonathan Gannon, there were a couple of things that I was like, wait, he needs to explain that. What are you talking about? But this one was very straightforward. Like he knows that Kyler Murray is what makes all this go. He's the heartbeat. And he knows on the field, off the field, everything. As Kyler Murray goes, this team goes. And he, I'm paraphrasing when he said, this offense will be built around Kyler Murray's skill set. Built around his strengths. And it's interesting because as a defensive-minded guy, he... Did not make it seem like he's like, here's the keys to the offense, whoever the off- hires offensive coordinator. Like, we're already seeing what a head coach, like a GM head coach, like Bill Belichick is. You know, like guys that don't call the plays. We don't know if Jonathan Gannon is going to call the defense yet. He even said he didn't know right now. So we're going to see a head coach the, the whose only main job is to coach the team in its entirety on game day. That would be a massive relief from the head coach having to call specific plays and coach the team, especially as a first-time head coach. So building around Kyler Murray, the offense, a defensive guy saying, we're building the offense around Kyler Murray. Maybe just the way he said it, but I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. It's kind of like an obvious answer, but the way you frame it and the way you say it, the way he said it was great. It's just like, you're eating this up. And this isn't just because, oh, it's a new thing, so it's for sure going to sound great. That may be true in some capacity, but if people are full of excrement, people are full of excrement. He's not. He's not. He talked about the character of the players. He talked about, this is a team first team. This is not going to be me first. This is a team first team. And it's like these things that just get beat into. When people talk with fervor and passion and resolve and this is this this is what's going to happen like this wasn't scripted he's like okay when somebody answers this let me write out exactly what i'm going to say this dude's been thinking this since he was 21 when he said he wanted to be a head coach when he turned 21 when he got hurt in college he's like i'm going to be a head coach i want to be a head coach he's been wanting this for almost 20 years so he's been waiting for this press conference for almost 20 years When people talk, when he talks, people listen. And that's something that is a, it's just different from what we've experienced. And this isn't a slight at Cliff. It's not, they're different people. Jonathan Gannon's a leader, like immediate, you could tell. It's what I saw from D'Amico Ryans on the sideline that I've been talking about for the last six weeks. Like, he looks like a head coach. Jonathan Gannon is now a head coach. You could just tell. This is opened up. And we can talk about what happened in the Super Bowl. We can talk about all the coaches or the, you know, the quarterbacks that they didn't play very well against defensively. But really, Jonathan Gannon's job now is vastly different. His job description has shifted. So what happened then doesn't really translate as much now, I guess. They're going to hire DC, whether it be Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph is getting looks from other organizations like the Broncos, et cetera. We don't know what is going to be Mike Zimmer. We have no idea. 
But through those two things he talked about, it's like, okay, I believe him. I believe I, I believe that this has the best chance of working out of any head coach we've seen in maybe 20 years. Because he's not a grizzled vet like B.A. B.A. was set in his ways. B.A. called some of the, like, what he did for this organization for the handful of years that he was here was incredible. It was incredible. But he was set in his ways. We don't know what his ways are, Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon even said, I don't really have a scheme defensively. I cater to the strengths of my players. And the only scheme we have is against what offense we're running, we're, we're playing against, is what he said. I'm like, wow, that's wild. That's one of the things where I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't have a scheme. And it made sense. It's just it's very existential. It's very new age. And that's something that the Cardinals need. But the thing that he said, the ringer, the line, and this is part of the full quote that he said was, quote, we are going to be adaptable. We are going to be violent, end quote. And he said a couple things after that. But the violent part, I, I was like, Oh my gosh, look at the talent on defense. I've said this, I've said this. The Cardinals' talent on defense is far deeper than the talent on offense. If you think about it, if you unlock Isaiah Simmons, if you unlock Zayvon Collins, if you find a way to pay Byron Murphy the money he wants and you unlock and elevate him, Zach Allen, Cam Thomas, MyJ Sanders, whoever they're going to draft, Marco Wilson, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, that is a scary defense. If coached, elevated, and taught properly. We're going to be violent. You know who could be violent? This defense, as currently constructed. Even if they draft, who cares? A kicker at three overall. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a defensive player. This team, this defense, can be violent as currently constructed. And it just needs to be unleashed. And when I talk about possibilities and when I talk about circumstances that we haven't been able to experience while watching or covering the Cardinals over the last handful of years, there's been no possibility for anything different. Wins, losses, great, cool. Hail Marys, Kyler Murray coming back uh, against the Raiders in week two. Who cares? It was all under the thumb of two people who would not have been able to elevate this team like the two in place now potentially can. Potential, possibilities. Those are things that the Arizona Cardinals organization have had very little of. Because the infrastructure has been weak. Because the infrastructure has been shattered. Because the foundation has been cracked. Starting today, everything. Clean slate. Arizona Cardinals 2.0. Giddy up. Part two, I said that twice in this podcast. You know I mean it. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. The last 18 months have been weird. This is the last time we're going to talk about it because it doesn't matter anymore. We are here to talk about the future starting tomorrow. This is the last segment we're going to talk about, the past, and how far this organization has come just by Michael Bidwell checking two boxes that he hasn't checked in the history of his time as owner. I'm going to talk about it next. Uh, FanDuel. Uh, this episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. 
Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The last 18 months have been rough. They've been rough for a couple different reasons. Starting out with, I was so bought in to what happened in 2021 for the first five, seven, 10, 11 weeks. Where it's like everything was working. Kyler Murray was really coming into his own. The offense was humming. The defense was opportunistic. It's like, oh man. Is this really good? Because 10 and 2 is tough to fake. 5 and 0, there are a bunch of teams that start super hot early, whether it be scheduling or lucky bounces or whatever. But going to 10 and 2, just like, it's harder to fake. Because they very well could have beat Green Bay on Thursday night football, you know, if AJ Green and Kyler Murray had played more than six games together before that. You know, and even then, it bounced off his back, and Rasul Douglas made a ridiculous catch in the back of the end zone for an interception. It's just like, Then everything else happened. Um, it's been rough in pretty much every dictionary definition. Injuries, suspension, plateauing of play, Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, just everything. Sean Coogler getting removed from post after getting sent home while being in Mexico, which is a story that kind of went away, which is interesting to me. Um, and then last year, just debacle. It was just a debacle. And now the Cardinals are bruised emotionally, mentally, physically, image-wise, organizationally. There's a huge bruise for the national media looking at them like, is this something that they can overcome? And what it took, the first step to overcome that was Michael Bidwell doing what he did. It probably wasn't easy firing Steve Kine for him. And I know that there's been strain. I know that there are reports of them going back and forth a lot, not in the nicest way. Firing Cliff Kingsbury. Michael Bidwell had to really swallow his pride after giving a multi-year extension to both and firing both of them before that extension kicked in. For a prideful person like Michael Bidwell, that was a huge, huge thing for him to have to do. And then the easy thing, and maybe the right thing, like who's to say that Adrian Wilson shouldn't have been the next GM of the Cardinals? He paid his dues. Wrong time. Vance Joseph, maybe if they fired him two years ago, maybe Vance Joseph would have been the next head coach of the Cardinals. Wrong time. Wrong situation, wrong time. And what Michael Bidwell did was exactly what he said he was going to do. Hire outside the organization, leadership, scouting background, move on. And he did. So all we can do at this point, after looking at the last 18 months, 
of just, ugh. So you know what? The Cardinals are positioning themselves to be in a better position than they have been in maybe in the last 20 years. Because this isn't a short-term fix. This isn't trading for Carson Palmer. This isn't signing Chris Johnson. This isn't extending Larry Fitzgerald to two or three times the money that he should have gotten three or four years in a row. This isn't holding on to the past. This isn't putting Band-Aids over cracks in the foundation or using crazy glue. This is a full-blown reset engine change new car Arizona Cardinals. Full on. And it comes at a time where they have a full slate of draft picks. It comes at a time where, I mean, the talent on this roster, the young talent that hasn't gotten to that point of the big contract yet, there's still plenty of guys. This is a time of transition for the roster. This is a time of new found just gold in actually having draft picks. And it's a time where you have a GM and head coach in in place who both have extensive scouting backgrounds. And it comes at a time where there may be a transcendent edge rusher at number three overall for the Cardinals. And it comes at a time where the Cardinals may get a first round pick or two to move back a handful of spots in the 2023 draft. It comes at a time where there's nothing but possibilities for the future of this organization. And yes, it may take until 2024 for them to win more games than they lose. But right now, and I'll implore people to think this way, win-loss record doesn't matter in 2023, especially if Kyler Murray misses time. What we saw from his Instagram where he's working out, you know, he hugs he hugs the coach uh, that was on the, the Cardinals Twitter page. What if he's back in like week four? We have no, we have no idea. Win-loss record, just like when I referenced Dan Campbell in Detroit. Doesn't matter yet. This was, if you told me, and you want the defense to be a little better than the Rams defense was, even though they were good down, or the Lions, even though they were good down the stretch. If you told me that the Cardinals 2023 was as exciting as the Lions 2022, sign me up right now. Because you know what that team played with? Passion. You know what that team played with? Trust in each other. You know what that team played with? Smiles on their faces. And that's something that's been severely lacking over the last 18 months. And you hope that Jonathan Gannon and Monty Allison Fort can usher in a new regime like that. Not exactly like that, but something like that. That would be a far cry from what we've experienced. Tip the hat to the past. This is the future. Arizona Cardinals 2.0 is here. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.